Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Ruthie, Uni, Dad and me. Uh, I'm Ruthie. I'm Dad. Uh, you're uh, just coming towards the end of your first coming term. Coming towards my first, the end of my first term of university at the Uni of York, if you didn't already know. And yeah, it's been a good term, tiring term. But you were going to tell it's us... It's been two whole months, it's really taken out of me. Two whole months, it's outrageous. It uh, feels like a lot longer though. First of all, you've got ten things you've learnt. Yeah, I've prepared for you ten things that I've learnt in my first term of uni, or ten things that I think I've learnt. Maybe you'll disagree um so number one everything costs about 60p more than you think it does right you've learned that from going out to the to the shops yeah. to buy stuff like, obviously i've been to the shops before to buy things and the odd bits of food and stuff but i've never had to do it fully on my own and yeah everything everything why is everything so expensive why can't it all be free yeah, well that's a, a good point if you go with the, your mum and dad of course everything is free everything's free mm, it's ridiculous that they start making you purpose stuff right so you've learned that would you think most students would notice that that everything i think is, most students would, would be like pence. god you spend so much money like you spend so much money on things that you don't even think about so like now when i go to yeah, buy give, give me an example i mean are so, you buying like, stuff that you don't need not really no like i just mean like obviously I know how much clothes cost and I know like when I can afford clothes and that those kind of things or like tickets to gigs or even like the alcohol and stuff those kind of things didn't shock me because I've always had to buy those for myself but um it was stuff like now I really question whether I'll buy a bottle of water from a shop or an orange juice or something because I'm like gosh it's like a pound fifty that's like a lot whereas before because I didn't have any of any other outgoings really nothing seemed as expensive whereas now i'm like oh should i get that you know it's a quite a lot to, yeah. and that's adulthood isn't it? Adult life yeah welcome to the real world mm, number two number two a good mattress topper will vastly improve your life number three no, no, no more to say well, that. No, I think that that's a truth. You know what Jane so Austen univer- said, a truth, a truth universally, universally acknowledged. acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. Number three, you don't need to iron anything. I have mm. don't have a... As a woman, I think maybe men do, because I think sometimes shirts must need ironing. I've not ironed a single thing since I've got to uni. Everything's worked out fine. Right. But do you, you look a little bit scruffy some. What about when you go out to formal do's? You've just been out to a, a formal... I just... Nothing... It didn't need ironing. Really? No. I had a... It's like a skirt that's made of a material that must not need massively ironing. Hmm. Although maybe we'll see. I've got to rewear it tonight because obviously I'm not going to do two different formal outfits. Yes, yeah, so you're going to a uh, rugby do tonight. I think so. 
I was I was someone's backup, one of my flatmates' <laughs> um, backups for his uh, rugby formal. Um, so unless you manage to find a date in the last day, then yeah. you've got to, yeah. So it's a bit of a date. So um, do they all call them formals at all universities? Is that just you? I don't know. I think, I've never I think heard they, do, I think they do call them all formals now. I think it's an American import. Uh, but I think they do call them formals now because I've seen people who go to up, Bristol and stuff. Yeah. And you dress up fancy and you black go tie stuff. black tie and you dress wow. up fancy and you um, have a meal usually. So we had like a three course meal at mm. my my proper formal, the the one that I really wanted to go to, yeah. was on um, uh, last Sunday. So I went and had uh, that sit down meal. Had soup salmon and uh tartar citron other people had like a terrine and i always really wanted my card to say terrine because that sounded more fancy number four yeah number four well just number four then there's something i want to ask you but all right number do you, four. Oh, you want to do these we can do three and then and we can three threes include these i mean there's ten so you can have a bonus one three threes yeah. and, okay three, three three threes and a bonus three threes and a bonus yes yeah, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the strike. Uh, I know yeah. There was a thing I saw in the papers that said students join picket lines to support striking lecturers. So the students are, are weighing in with the lecturers. I just wondered if that had happened at your place. Um, a little bit. I know that... You've not, some, you're not affected, are you? I'm not really affected. None of my... Um, one of my lectures... I've got one lecture a week um, because of the course I'm doing and that lecturer has stri- uh, is striking. So I've not had that lecture, but not, it's not really affected me. All of my seminars are still on. None of my like principal teachers or professors have been striking. So it hasn't really affected me that much. I know that a lot of my friends and flatmates and stuff have um not had really anything for these past two weeks so they've basically had they missed two, weeks two extra weeks yeah yeah and then they're off for four weeks for christmas mm, exactly so really nice yeah yeah but uh, there has been but has there been not activity been massive on, on the campus in terms of not tons there has been there has been some people who have gone and protested like with the teachers and the, i did see some like teachers protesting or seminar leaders and stuff and um they but there's not been massive amounts of like i've not, i thought i would have to like cross a picket line to mm. go to my um seminars and would stuff you have done that? but you i haven't had to do that line? the thing is i probably would have because my teachers like my seminar leaders and stuff they specified like we're here please do come in like it's not a week off like we we've decided not to strike it's not really with i didn't really feel like it would have been within my right to be like i think you should be striking therefore i'm not going to come to these mm. things and all i would all that would have happened is i would have had to catch up and i would have probably got like emails being like please like yeah. come yeah. <laughs> so, and, and so, yeah. just the other political question which i don't know whether it's affected you your university um people students from hong kong apparently there's been a lot of there's been a lot of publicity about the fact that um, Hong Kongers who are studying in the UK have received death threats and abuse really? from uh, Chinese students over these. Uh, you know, and you will have people I've not from heard, that there part will be the people. World. There's a, quite a large um, population of Chinese and Hong Kong, and well, Hong Kong assume, yeah. students. Well, I, w- I would assume, yeah, they're, they're from both China and Hong Kong. But um, you've not. There's not been sort of memos been going round and uh, nothing things. outward. Nothing that I've seen, but. I don't know whether it is going on at York or not, but you, I would have thought that it would be if it's going on at other places because there is a massive... Uh, they also... Most 
of the Chinese international students live on Campus East. Campus East is where the nicer accommodation is. So maybe it's been happening there and I've just not heard about it because it's further away. I don't know. Number four. Number four? Yes. You can get away with not washing your clothes way more than you think. I used to wash clothes every time I wore them. Well, you used to put them in the wash at home. And oh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't washing the clothes. That's the whole mm. point. Now, I wear stuff way more often. Not like underwear and things. That's, you know, you've got to draw the line somewhere. But everything else. Uh, number five? Number five? Um, you will probably not meet the love of your life in Freshers' Week. And that's probably a good thing. That is probably a good thing. You've not met the love of your life. I haven't. No. And I think that is for the best. Okay. And I think people who do, I think that's good for them but don't go in expecting that to happen mm. so when do you think that might do you think that'll happen uh, definitely 10 to yeah <laughs> to, uh, to maybe or next do you think you leave it a year or two i think that when i mean so many people do meet their future partners like at university it's like the highest percentage of people mm. to meet them i can't remember what uni it is where most people do or something york is quite high up there for number of percentage of people who meet mm. their future spouse at uni um Possibly but, because it seems to be, from what I can tell, just looking at externally through you, it seems to be quite a friendly atmosphere at York. Yeah, it really is. And I think it being a campus uni is, and it also it being such a nice city, a lot of people decide to settle there afterwards. So I think mm. that like helps. But um, I don't think it... I think uh, a lot of people go into their first year or their freshers thinking, oh, gosh, I've got to, you know, university, that's where everyone meets mm. their... So future loves of their lives, but don't, yeah, yeah. Your advice don't worry to people about it. doing A levels now is don't think you're going to meet the love of your life and don't put any Especially pressure. not in Freshers' yeah. Week. And don't put any pressure, don't put any pressure on it. Number six? Number six. Um, there will be people who will become just as good as the friends that you leave at home. Uh, they don't have to replace them, but you have room for more close friends. I think that's what I kind of learned. I kind of thought that I would have to lose touch with my old friends if I was to make good new friends or my my friends at uni wouldn't be as good as my old friends but actually they're just different people and there's plenty of different people who you will get along with really well and you don't need to worry about replacing friends or anything like that They'll, you've got that room. was your huge worry when you when you were having your little wobble before mm. and decided you didn't want to go to university <laughs> um your big wobble was that you were leaving these friends that and i remember you said it on here on the podcast mm. you were leaving these friends that you've had virtually all your life yeah the, and all these shared experiences and i thought how could i ever have such and I like really do love the friends I've got from home and I thought how could I ever make friends within friends that would um make me not feel lonely being Mm. in a new place with people who I barely know people who haven't known everything about me for years and years um but you do and there are and there will be people who you click with and maybe I'm very lucky that for me it's happened in the first term and I do think they are friends that I hopefully want to be friends with for life but if it doesn't happen in the first term I'm sure it will for everyone else later and I think that you have room for so many more people in like your heart or whatever not Mm. sound so cheesy but sounds pretty cheesy yeah sounds pretty cheesy but I just mean that you've got room for a lot of people in your life and you don't have to worry about replacing people or anything like that you can have them all and you know and you can still remain the person you were at home and the person you are at uni they don't have to be Mm. 
so in conflict. I'll tell you some bad news, and that is you get to a point in your life where you don't need any new friends. <laughs> and, you, you know, you sort of... You meet people who might be your friends, but you think, no, really, I've sort of... I've got three close friends. That will more or less yeah, do Yeah, they say me. age 25 is when you have the largest number of yeah. friends. But, yeah, I think I was so worried that... See, that's what gets me about the gold blend advert. There's this guy on the stage and there's a whole auditorium full of his friends. But that's the whole point, is that they, they, they have all the lights on and then they switch off the light. I'm not defending this advert, but because it is stupid. <laughs> but they do switch off the lights. And then he's left with, like, one person stood up because that's how many people you, like, lose touch with. Mm. You've clearly entirely missed the point of the gold blend advert, Dad. You know how keen I am to uh, learn about all these new genders and everything. Mm. I'm delighted to say I've got a Dad was very excited then. He just very... uh, Here's one I made earlier, Blue Peter style, pulled out a book. (laughs) I've got this book which arrived at the studios at Talk Radio and I thought I know somebody who'll love this book. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to you as a a pre-Christmas present. Basically... I love... See, that's the best thing about December. That's why I'm excited about being back home. You can use the early Christmas present? Yeah. Oh, it's a Christmas treat. It's December. It's almost Christmas. This is a sort of, it's not a Christmas present, this is a, a sort of breaking up from a university present. Um, because, but what sort of feminist are you? Because there are several different, yes, what sort of feminist are you? Intersectional? Ah, we've got it here. We've got. Is post- that, I, I don't really know many other ones, so I went for that one. Well, we've got uh, post-colonial feminism. It's linked to intersectional feminism. Uh, it's a graphic book. Like, so, almost like a graphic novel it looks. Yes but not a novel because it's not a novel. Um, linked to intersectional feminism, post-colonial feminism criticises western feminism for generalising about women's oppression from a western perspective. It's been a lot of that haven't there? So yeah. in the old days these feminists like Jermaine Greer could get up and they would just address these issues from how it affected you know white privileged females. But now of course if you're a post-colonial feminist, which I'm putting you down into that uh, group, actually. I would hope so. I mean, I I hope that it should... In an ideal world, it would all be just feminism because, mm. you know, it wouldn't be about just one person. And this is what... You, you're not in favour of seeing women from non-Western countries as all having identical experiences and mm. as having the same goals as Westerners. Denying non-Western women agency and going in as saviours to rescue them. Yeah. So you. Keep That's the quiet problem. And about, yeah. Yeah, and the problem with like um, when feminism becomes a thing where it's like this this arranged marriage is completely wrong it's completely um oppressive of women or whatever like that and that's where it becomes a problem is because that is culture and you can't and there are there are problems there are things that feminism would help with and but the the liberation of women is not the same liberation for every woman Mm. and it's the same thing with even if you look at just like white western women um when feminists go mental about women choosing to be housewives or ring girls. Or, or ring girls. Yeah. 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 Your uh, elder sister wrote a piece about ring girls, mm. but pretty much from a Western feminist point yeah. of view. But then so, the problem is that is also your point of view, and then like you can't mm. can't change that. I don't know. What about toxic femininity and intersectionality? Author Lovey 
Ajayi suggests that femininity can become toxic when women lack awareness of... And then there's a list of things. You love this book so much. Intersecting power structures other than gender... Uh, and the multiple forms that violence can take beyond physical and sexual, like symbolic violence, where dominant dominant groups impose their ideology on others to make the status quo seem legitimate and natural. You're very much against that, aren't you? There's a lot of big words then. A lot of big words, but I think it means... Um, boomers like me assuming that the, the natural order of things or mm. the order of things that I grew up with is the natural order first wave feminism there's pictures there of um, it looks like Emily Davidson Emily Davidson oh, Emily, Pankhurst, uh, Emily Pankhurst or one of those people there's quite a few of these here Ameri- African American abolitionist and women's rights activist Sojourner Truth then we've got structure agency and the sex wars so a lot of wow, the, yeah, it's it's lot to get through. It's a light read, hell then. of a lot to get through for Ex- the beach. I would think yes, expanding in contract. Well, it's the sort of book to take to the beach if you don't want to be bothered by, uh, yeah. by any boys. <laughs> they see you reading about intersectional femininity, etc. Anyway, there it is. It's all yours. Oh look, gender a graphic a gift. guide. You go. Do home. I get a gift every week now? Um, not necessarily, but you, oh. go, you go home with a gift for um, breaking up from uni, which you do at the end of this week. 789. The what? Drunk line? Sorry? What's the rhyme? 789, the... 789, the goose drunk wine, the, the monkey, monkey chewed yeah. tobacco on the streetcar line, the line broke, the monkey got choked, and they all went together in a little rowboat. Row yeah. They all went to heaven, I think. They went to heaven, you're yeah. right. They all went to heaven. Um, that's Shirley Ellis, that one. Shirley Ellis. Yeah. Good honour. Um, going out every day for a week will give you a cold. Well, yeah. It will. Especially this time Just of will. year. Just yeah. will, yeah. yeah. Um, you won't ever breathe properly while you're at university. That is... You won't ever breathe properly? Honestly, Dad, I've been slightly bunged up since I arrived. Do you think that's due to the halls and the fact that... I think it's, I think it's a combination of it all. I think it's a combination of living in close proximity to a lot of other people who also have colds. I think going <laughs> out quite often, then getting up early, having work to do, being in a new place. I think it's all of it. But, yeah. yeah, don't expect to feel fresh. No, well, I heard you just snort then. So, Vega, um, it's it, raw, this. Yes, it is. So do you think the alcohol might be a major contributing factor? I think that's a, that is a contributing factor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are we up to? Number eight. Number eight, yeah, go on then. Uh, number eight, uh, people won't like you more or less based on whether you're wearing makeup. Right, so you I used to go to school, college every, every day, day. Yeah, yeah. and I had makeup on. Mm. I would put on, I used to get lifts um, with one of my friends and we'd like have a car share. And I used to put makeup on in the car and I used to wear it pretty much every day. Like I'd feel very weird if I wasn't. Um, and I've really got out of doing that since I've been at uni. I think maybe it's partly because I'm in a rush quite a lot of the time or like I prioritise seeing the people I live with or going for breakfast more than I do like putting on makeup and things and putting on makeup then becomes like an event thing. Do you think it's a sort of... And I don't know what is that. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but I really have stopped doing it and I feel... Like, it's not to say that I don't still feel more confident when I wear makeup because I definitely do. It was something that I would like to not feel, but it stopped becoming like an absolute necessity. 
Do you think that might be a bit of a North of England, Wakefield slash Huddersfield thing? Yeah, that maybe. The that girls in the North do tend to wear more makeup Yeah, than look girls like they in, do, maybe. Yeah, um, almost like a like a working class thing in a way. Yeah, I mean, makeup. I guess if we, were gonna, if we were going to massively psychoanalyse or read into it or whatever, there might be a thing of... Well, because everybody if you feel like up if, here is yeah. wearing makeup. Oh, yeah, because, because of that, but also, like, if you feel like less confident or like you don't belong in a place as much one of the things that you can control really easily regardless of whether you're working class or whatever is what your appearance is you know like I've got like uh, writing meetings which is one of the things that I often feel like I don't fit in there I have imposter syndrome for going to and whenever I go to those I like to put on a proper face of makeup not that it's like I wear tons but it makes me feel more like I belong in that that mm place and so, so maybe I, just, I feel very uh, much like I belong at this university and so don't feel the need to yeah I'm just wondering up. if you're now in this you're no longer you know a working class girl from Wakefield going to college in Huddersfield you're now um part of this sort of classless society it's yeah a bit, you know when I you don't so. feel then, you need to wear makeup I guess a lot of other people don't because people are always like hung over in a rush however that helps and then there's not so much of like a I think also because of the type of boys I've been around. I was talking about this the other day. Like, the type of boys that I think I've hung around with have not been the type of boys that you would massively be friends with. It's always been the girls who I've been a lot better friends with, but since I've been at uni, the boys are actually, like, much more similar to the girls, in a way. Like, there's not so much of a gender split, so maybe that helps as well. That I'm not mm. worried that I'll be judged as much for my appearance because girls don't as much Isn't it? Yeah, yeah no it's an interesting cultural difference in college sixth form college and mm. uh and but university. you've noticed it you said the other day you're like oh you're not not wearing, not wearing makeup, makeup. Yeah. yeah i did notice it it's true um so you obviously feel quite comfortable with me you don't, <laughs> you don't feel you have to put your face on while we're talking about working class and we'll, we'll do nine and ten shortly but while we're talking about working class society and coming up north and all that Interesting comments this week, which sort of uh, echo what you were saying earlier in the series about uh, about Leeds. Uh, Northern Ballet's chief, Northern Ballet is a fantastic institution. He I used said, to do some dancing classes there myself. You did, and I, I was always very impressed when I went there. Um, he says it's still a struggle to combat snobbery towards Northern England and attract dancers to Leeds. Uh, Northern Ballet was founded in 1969, uh, England's first publicly funded uh, ballet company outside London. Um, David Nixon, who's the artistic director, said snobbery is still very much there. It's not just in dance. Let's face it, it's everywhere in our country. You know, mm. and I feel self-conscious saying dance because obviously dance. you should be saying dance. Um, he says Leeds is a great city, uh, but being based in West Yorkshire could make recruitment difficult. When you try to hire people, they don't. Think think oh i want to go and live in leeds so you've got to overpower that mm. uh, which presumably you know because we talk because it's, it's so london centric like the the country yeah and then it also becomes a class thing of like london is where you live if you're middle class or like the south of england home counties and the north is just for working class people mm. which is obviously not at all true but yeah i mean why wouldn't you if you're living in london and speaking of somebody who goes down and works in london a couple of days a week if you're living in london why would you not want to live in leeds yeah I, mean, I think the only thing that puts you off living in Leeds is the, the, the transport to London. Yeah, the is transport so bad. The is, bad. is bad. Mm. Um, the transport within Leeds within itself Leeds is diabolical. It's not, it's not great. At it all. needs the North needs investment into it, 
it needs and also it needs investment into its image like it needs marketing schemes and all of that and it needs but then and then also you know no one had even like when i've spoken about university no one had even heard of the hepworth in wakefield and i'm not saying they should have like wakefield isn't a massive place but the hepworth was gallery of the year do you know what i mean a a lot of people hadn't even heard of like the west uh, the west yorkshire sculpture park even people who were from so like there's someone who's from lancaster i'm pretty sure they hadn't have heard of the hepworth like that's not that far away that's all north the north the northern cities feel very separate as well and i think if those were joined together more to create this northern powerhouse that people talk about mm. like that would be good but it is gallery of the year what was what was it gallery best gallery in europe mm. or whatever like that yeah um I mean, not just that, but the the curator there, Simon Wallace, um, tipped me the winner of the Turner Prize a couple of years (laughs) ago. Uh, This year it was shared between four four different uh, art installations, the Turner Prize, but that's by the by. It's by the by, Dad, but I'm glad you you let us (laughs) all know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Bit of music now? Yeah, uh, a bit of music, Ruth. absolutely. Uh, we'll start with yours. Uh, another uh, Scandinavian. Norwegian. Norwegian this time. I was worried because I had Girl in Red the previous week, mm. didn't I? She was also Norwegian. Mm. Yeah, I'm listening to solely Norwegian people now. It sounds like it. We've had a lot of Scandinavians. I've just been... This is another... So this this is a song called When I Let Go by Faye Wildhagen. Wildhagen? Wildhagen. Wildhagen. No, that's more of a German Yeah, that's more of a German. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be something like that. Uh, let's hear Faye. Honey to Well, what with uh, Faye Wildhagen there, and uh, we've had Sigrid, we've had Girl in mm. Red, we've had First Aid Kit. 
very Scandinavian. There's a sort of Scandinavian Renaissance going on, isn't there? I think there very much is. Uh, But one of the things that drew me to her was she was described as kind of a Norwegian and modern um, Joni Mitchell, and obviously a big Joni Mitchell fan. And um, she's very similar to like Bon Bon Iver or Bon Iver. I always say Bon Iver, but I'm pretty sure you meant to say Mm. Bon Iver. But um, yeah, I just thought such a pretty voice, and her music is that pretty thing without it being too like poppy and um boring mm. and i really liked her stuff but there's not too much to say her. she's just 24 years old and from norway okay well this is uh, a much older person uh, i would say she's about 50 ish now maybe mid 50s uh she's uh, mary black have you heard of mary black She's I think a, I have. She's an Irish singer. You should have done. No, I'm she's pretty sure good. I have. Yeah. Uh, and I've got several of her CDs at home, which you may have seen. Um, but I thought, as we've not uh, featured Mary Black before, mm. and as she is uh, a woman with a sweet voice, I thought you'd like it. So this is Mary Black and the Circus. No tricks to turn your head when love cannot continue. There's not much to. Brilliant. So, well, in my view, she it's sounds brilliant. a lot like Faith Hill, but better. She, she is better, um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, for many years, What Hi-Fi magazine, which is a sort of magazine that um, you know hi-fi nerds used to buy, um, considered uh, Mary Black's voice to be so pure uh, that it was used as an audiophile benchmark for comparing the sound quality of different high fidelity systems. So they actually used that to test wow. test the system. It was so clear. Yeah, she's really, really well known uh, in Ireland, and I, it's always mystifying why she's not better known over here. She has a she's got a following, and she will fill concert halls over here, but not stadiums so mm. she would be i'd go and see her in a concert hall yeah she's re- really really good uh born into a musical family in dublin her father was a fiddler um somebody <laughs> plays the violin um uh, mother a singer and her brothers they had their own musical group the black brothers they were called which would confuse people in america if they said oh we've got a band on tonight called the black brothers and then they were all uh, white people from ireland from this musical background she began singing traditional irish songs at the age of eight uh, and she began to perform with her siblings in small clubs around Dublin. But they've got this very, very vibrant scene uh, in Ireland. A lot of fine singers who sort of build up an audience over there. A massive, you know, she'd been on TV over there with, with Gay Byrne and people who had TV, famous Irish presenters mm. who had TV shows, but never really broken out. And the reason I know all about that is uh, at the time when, when I used to be a famous disc jockey, the. Um, used to be. Yeah, used to be. Well imperative done. imperative um record companies would t- took us over to ireland to watch her perform uh the first time i'd ever heard of you know when she brought brought an album out and i thought why isn't she massively famous you know she's got this brilliant voice yeah. but anyway there she is that's uh, mary black and the circus Just while I remember with my gender book being here, I meant to bring this up earlier, and it's just one of my, uh, just an observation from being at uni. Um, I think the girls are better at adapting than the boys. I think the 
girls seem like they're much more stable they're much more better they're much better if they're a little bit sick at dealing with that and getting up and sorting themselves out and making food even and whatever and I know it is very much a stereotype but I do think we are we have more resilience or we bounce back better I don't know whether it's just because we're more mature but definitely have seen that yeah and it's a stereotype for a reason yeah Um, that's the thing about stereotypes they're there for a reason sometimes they're unfair but the the reason they become stereotypes is is because it's true yeah Uh, and having had three daughters and one son and comparing how resilient you are between the four of you Mm. um, it's not difficult for me to um, choose the son as the least resilient I guess it's just one of those things is like boys kind of need a mother all the time and then what's the 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 saying about the men don't marry their a wife they marry a new mum or whatever yeah yeah Yeah, well i think there might be some truth in that Hmm. um let's look at the emails shall we um not a not a huge lot but there's a few Uh, hugh besant who had the audacity to ask for billy bragg uh, as a music choice uh, and then he complained about the track that we played (laughs) he said why that song um he says you do go often when i'm doing a first song just to introduce you to a person i'll go for like their most popular or their second most or one that sounds very classically them you always go for one that's a bit well no that was his that's not quite his most famous but one of his most famous and of course we had all the kirsty mccall link um he says it's about time your music selection had some classic stevie wonder but obviously you, you know i know all, all the stevie you know, wonder unfortunately I know they're all the well-known ones anyway um he says i was intrigued to hear ruth banging on about the eight banging on <laughs> My daughter you're talking about banging on about the 888 daily routine that's what every adult uh, lives although the playtime usually gets reduced by all those annoying things like traveling cooking eating cleaning washing and eventually looking after kids would it have helped you if this 888 thing had been introduced to you maybe at college no so- i still think it's mental like I, I still just don't think do it. it works no of yeah. course you can't do it but it is a sort of template yeah maybe maybe if it had been introduced to it so i just knew about it mm. then that would have helped yeah okay mark, quite possibly yeah yeah mark ridley says i'm really enjoying your university life podcast so since we've put the focus on you ruth i'm talking about that's when he started to like it before he was just listening to get through it precisely i had three boys who all went to university and i had no idea what they did Uh, the (laughs) odd phone call home just considered of uh, consisted of a few grunts in fairness uh, you wouldn't know what i was doing if we didn't do this (laughs) well that's true actually because you're not you don't keep in such a whole lot no you know I send you the odd, pi- the odd picture of the what I'm doing picture, and stuff. Yeah. But no. Uh, when they rented privately in this and this is something for you to watch out for mm. uh, Mark says uh, when these boys rented privately in their second and third years they had real difficulty in getting their deposits back uh, you're about to pay a £450 deposit uh, and it is a such a scam I know, I know. Uh, the only advice it's, I would it's, on- it really is daylight robbery of students and it's actually disgusting how much they put up the rents every year mm. and the fact that it well, gets earlier and earlier to is, think. You know, the deposit specifically that scam it is. is a scam he says the only advice i would offer is try and obtain a contact number of a student whose house you hope to rent to see if they had problems getting deposits back when well, you don't know who was renting your no place. i've got i've got the 
the current tenants. Oh, we'll find out number. if they have trouble getting the deposits back. Mm. Also establish whether, and this is advice for all students who may be listening to this, establish whether at the end of your tenancy a deep clean is included in your rental payments. Yeah. Uh, yours not. Uh, all three of mine had money dedu- deducted from their deposits to cover an end of tenancy deep clean. The fees for this clean were never documented. So, as you were saying to me on the way up here... Um, it's just taking advantage of students because they can. It's yeah, because they that. don't know, and because there's such a there's not enough student property for all the students who need to get it. So they know they can charge more. They know that they can um, have students in their house one year and hoist up the rent loads and loads because they know that they can find more students to fill them. And it's completely unfair. And in some ways, the university should step in and mm. say this is not okay and it's at every uni as well yeah. uh, and it's wrong and it makes it makes uni this, unex- inaccessible yeah. for people of all the things that have been said during this election most of which i've sort of uh, been ignoring mm. the one thing which i thought was uh, absolutely spot on was what uh, and this is no way <laughs> no way instruct people how to vote because i'm not a fan but and we, you're not we're not allowed to say this are we're we? not allowed to say but i can say that you know one or two good ideas have been floated out and Jeremy Corbyn, what he said about private rented accommodation, inflicting like an MOT test for flats on private landlords and actually clamping what, down on what, private landlords. Sorry, what does that mean, like an MOT test? Well, like when you have a car you have to prove that your car is yeah. roadworthy every year, so you have to take your car in for what they call an MOT, Ministry of Transport test or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then he says that should be the same system for privately rented accommodation. So every year they have a they have to have an inspection to check that it's the accommodation is mm. okay and there ought to be more well more clamping down on bad landlords and more yeah. making the system so we get more good landlords yeah. uh, so i think too little att- basically i'm not sure all these ideas are right or all these ideas are going to work because we're not, it's not our place to say that anyway but what it is our place to say is there certainly ought to be more uh, checks there's certainly some massive problems in private private yeah. accommodation absolutely Um, would you like a mid-podcast your crush? Yes. That's because we mid- didn't have one at the start. No, we didn't. Well, and, I've got, get, and you've still got nine and ten to do. I've still got nine and ten. But, you know, people, I'm thinking in my head, people have listened to the beginning, they're thinking, wow, those were some good things that she's yes. learned. You want to make sure they listen till mm. the end. So, there right, you go. your crush, where we go? Uh, TW, you're so fit, but so dull. Fancy getting a personality so I don't feel guilty every time I get with you. That's, that is harsh. I always read the ones that are a bit harsh because they're, like, really funny and stuff, but some of them are genuinely really sweet and things. So, like, um, this one I thought was really... This is, you know, a counter to that crudeness, mm. which is a nice one. Um, guy in blue knitted jumper on top of Fair, Fairhurst. That's one of the library buildings yeah. at Sunset. Learning some math in a little group. Fancy you. Let's have nine and ten. Nine and ten, okay. Number nine, eat pasta straight out of the pan. Saves on washing up. Ah, well, everybody, that's, yeah, we've all done that. But I thought there was, like, some, I thought there was a real plus point to putting it into a bowl because that's, you know, the done thing. But actually, it makes the pasta colder quicker and there's just no need. But you can also put some butter on it then. It does make it taste nicer with a bit no, of butter. No, I put the butter oh. straight into the pan because I'm washing the pan anyway. Yeah. So I put the butter and the sauce into the pan. And then because it's so hot while it's in there, the butter melts much easier because mm. the pan's hot. 
it's actually a better way. You know what it is? It's paella. No, it's not. Paella is. is it's fried. not paella, but, but they they, they keep it in the big hot pan. Chicken and things. Yes, they keep it in a big hot pan. That's more of a, a, a bolty type of idea. Or yeah, a bolty or a paella. Any of these dishes where they serve them in the hot pan. Mm. Okay. You've still not got a sandwich toaster? No. no. <laughs> I don't think I need one. I've taken to well, doing... we get more mail about your sandwich <laughs> I ought to actually give the address Maybe because... people should... Um, maybe we should get sponsored by, then, by like, George Foreman. Then I can get one. Yeah. That's an idea. Um, Someone if, send us one. Yes, if you do want to... Oh, this is one of the emails I never read. Um, Rich Powell, who is the father of three girls. Oh, just like you? Yep, aged six, five, and five weeks. Oh, so this will all be weeks, hideously wow. out of date by the time <laughs> you'll be able to teleport yourself to university. Yeah, no one will go to uni. They'll just have chips inserted into their heads Precisely. or something. Yeah, um, uh, I consider it training for the future, he said, when I will have to deal uh, with an awful lot of excessive oestrogen in the house. Um, but the good news is that um, he's a bit of a fan of, uh, of my broadcasting. That it? That's... Uh, oh, the, here's this brilliant email we've got to read that just says, <laughs> you're good. No, he doesn't say all that. But he, he, goes, he says when he was in his, his early teens, uh, he used to tune in religiously to the show that uh, myself and Edouard Lapaglia used to do mm. on BBC, uh, BBC North. So, um, but it was, it, it was an email, and we were short on yeah. emails this week. <laughs> so if you do want to, this is just to illustrate, if you do have anything to say about university, maybe what you learned uh the 10 things that you learned at uni in your first year you can uh, get in or your first term mm. uh you can quite get, a lot of things i've learned you have just a term but i think it does force you to learn stuff quite you quickly reassess, yeah, but it? if you yeah if you've learned anything that you could impart on me mm. um then it's martin and ruth podcast at gmail.com that's martin and ruth podcast all lowercase at gmail.com it certainly is my it's so professional i know martin and, and while you're on the internet oh, yeah. Go over to Spotify if you want to hear Faye Wildhagen or Mary Black in full um, and type in Ruthie, me and my dad, because uh, I don't think that's changed to Ruthie, you need dad and me. No, yeah. on, the, uh, on Spotify. No. Unfortunately, not, our, um, our major, our executive producer has broken his leg. Did he? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not funny. He's broken his leg rather badly. So mm. he's uh, at home with a big sport sock thing on, you know, those things that mm. you put on your foot. So he's not around at the moment to change all the various... Um, yeah. The various it doesn't matter. It's very easy to find anyway. Yes, you can it, go over to Spotify and type in Martin and Ruth. Just, I think it's just Martin and Ruth. Just Martin and Ruth, and it'll work. And, yeah, and, uh, and if you want that. to email us, it's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. So, yep. yeah, and we, we always love to hear from you because the more that you do, more the merrier. Uh, yes, the more that you do, the less that we have to mm, do. Which is true. And also, um, was it Rich Powell? Rich Powell, yeah. He was saying that it's out of, you know, would be out of date by the time he got there. Well, but we were saying that, really, yeah. No, he said he said that, didn't he? No, no. Oh, did he, you say that? I think we both said, <laughs> let's not review what we've just said. Okay, uh, I'll just go from, so the email from Rich Powell, he yes. was saying, you said about his, that what we were saying will probably be out of date by the time mm. his um, kids five, are all grown up. Yeah. Weeks, yeah. But, actually, there's about that difference between me and Anna, and I think that you've had quite a similar kind yeah. of experience. And I think even 
if you spoke to someone, all the things I'm saying that I've learned will probably be exactly the same things, especially mm. about friendships and falling in love and all that kind of stuff. And I think and pasta. There's the universal themes: friendship, love, and pasta. Um, would you like number ten? Have we had number nine? Yep, okay, that was pasta. Ah, so this is the bonus one, number ten. Yeah. Well, the bonus one should would, should have been in a number 11, but I don't have one, so... Uh, number 10. Um, I'm not a grown-up, um, but I'm much more of a grown-up than I thought I was. Yeah. I thought I was a little kid. I thought I would... I thought that, that f- the first week when I was so sad and so lonely and I thought, oh, my God, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, would be the whole year. I thought it would be me being, sc- like, a scared kid mm. for a year. But actually, I'm very. I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I'm very. I think I'm quite. I'm quite strong, and I'm quite grown up, and I, I can do it. Yes. Um, well, and, and it surprised us. I have to say, but I think <laughs> that would be the experience with a lot of parents that you know they're surprised because for 18 years you that it, baby. It, it, it's Ruth. Come on, get in the car. We'll take you there. But Ruth, do this. Ruth, do that. Etc. Etc. Yeah. It's time for your tea. Ruth, tea's ready. All that stuff, and then we suddenly find that you're, you're actually having to do that for yourself. Mm. And I, I mean, this is not just my experience. This would be the experience I think of any um, any parents. And in a way, uh, I think that this whole thing about empty nest syndrome a lot of it is it's not the actual fact that they're gone it's the fact that you realize they don't need you as much as you there's thought that, they did. and there's also a bunch of activity that you have which you no longer have mm. uh, and that could be that can be a real problem you know you're very used to rushing around uh, and taking your kids to places that oh blimey it's uh, dancing lessons tonight or whatever yeah you're so used to doing that and that's an area of activity suddenly taken off you yeah and so. you said it was even stuff like when i would come in the door and we would have a big you know what do you do with your day or whatever you don't really have that anymore i guess no i mean, can always ask your mother what she did with the day yeah i know but it's not the same is it you're not as interested no, it's, <laughs> it's not the same no it's true no I, but i have i keep i do keep thinking like there's a bit of me that i like i used to have really bad like um like like nightmares and i would hate sleep it going to sleep and stuff and used to have to you know get you to like sit with me until i get to sleep and i still oh, that's when you were yeah, about no, six years no, old but no, not even six like i think i was probably like nine ten like it's times when i actually fully remember and stuff remember how or like even when i was probably about 12 i really hated going to sleep i remember some movie you saw there was some movie where somebody went into a a girl's bedroom and assaulted her or something oh yeah it was was no it wasn't even no it wasn't a film it was an article it was an article i read about it was in the bible belt of america or something and there was this girl and her and her family were religious and they did loads of charity work and stuff and then one of the men that they'd helped like came into their house because they didn't even lock the door and things and then they just took her and like raped and assaulted her and stuff when she was 14 and then by the time she was 28 she got like seen in a someone will remember what this story is but this uh, is what i, I remember was a documentary on the telly as well i'm was sure right? yeah. well i remember reading the article about it and she was 28 and she got found in like just a supermarket and she had like mm. a 14 year old kid and for some reason that really got inside my head you can see how much i still remember the story but yeah. i do keep thinking when i'm sat in laid in my bed in my new university room is there going to come a day when i'm just really terrified again and i don't want to do it and no then, i think you've been through that I yeah but you that. Do, there's you... some part of you that still thinks of yourself as like a little kid 
do you have a meme of the week? Um, I don't have a meme, but I've chosen instead to do a Your Fashion. So I've talked to you about Your Crush, that's... Mm. Um, understand what that is this is a thing called your fashions which are where people will post their secrets oh confessions yeah yeah and it's university of york so it's your fashions Um, and i just thought this one was really funny um to the guy who was stumbling down lawrence street that's street close to uni last night at just gone midnight screaming someone you loved the loose capaldi song at full volume whilst also walking into everything possibly imaginable in a near perfect zigzag i hope you got home okay very nice so that's it for this week that's it for this week the my last week of uni but we will be back next week we will be back next week because obviously you're home so it's easy to be back mm. but i'm wondering what you're going to have to find stuff, stuff to talk to about tell you, that yeah. isn't university but next but week, i think it's going to be strange being back in my own bedroom so so you can uh, talk tell all you about all bit. about that that's going to be a fascinating 50 minutes it'll just bedroom. be me talking about how brilliant having a double bed is yeah well it may very well be so that's it for this week uh, we're back next week yeah deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Black Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.